Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Book your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz This is Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Tell you what, I feel a bit intimidated the good looks of Ricardo Ball. I don't have, they certainly don't have the good looks of Peter Alatini. Mark Watson in here <laughs> celebrating all things Pacifica rugby. Are we celebrating Moana Pacifica? Because I've got to say, Peter, I... I said to a lot of people up here on Friday, look, I think they're going to win this one. I think they're going to win this one at home. And I actually have to say I watched it, and I actually thought the second half was one of the yeah, one of the most disappointing 40 minutes I've seen. It's a tough one, Watto. Good evening, and uh, always good to chat with you and listen to all our listeners. Um, it, was, it was a tough watch, I must admit. I was excited probably just as much as everyone with the game being taken to Apia uh, Park in Samoa. And the boys celebrating uh, what is a historic, you know, was a historic game for them to, to be playing in. But, um, yeah, again, you know, that, that second half, and I think it was probably just before the first half ended, what, when they uh, were up 14-0 and we gave a, uh, a forward pass, that could have changed the game a bit. But uh, instead we threw a interesting, I think, two quick tries within that um, five minutes before half time. It took them out to 28 uh, 14, which um, that was tough, and I think that, that that just kind of they fought, but I think the game was in safe hands um, with the Reds. Yeah, the intercept the intercept try certainly didn't help things when it almost looked like you know Moana Pacifica were going to break out down that left hand side, and that's the way things go. One of the other areas which I tend to notice, and that was just the number of turnovers at key times. Just mm. Queensland just getting to that ball, just staying on their feet, just getting there just that little bit quicker at key moments as well. Agreed, and, and there was many, and, uh, many times when that happened, when um, they were right on attack, or someone broke out, we just, yeah, I think it's happened a, a, couple, in a couple of the games where just not enough urgency to get to that ball player, or, like you said, the ball carrier, just, just staying on his feet long enough for the support to come through, but, yeah, look, and it's, and it's damaging for them, you know, there's those little moments, and I think the, the coaches speak about it, they have moments in the game where just, just getting on top, or it looks like they're just getting on top, and then um, you know they, they they give a penalty away, and and the the teams have been able to capitalise when they come back, you know, given that chance that um, that's taken away from them. Uh, Peter, look, through the season so far, yet to have a win, have picked up a couple of bonus points. You know, people want to see this team do well. We want to see all the teams in the Super Rugby competitive. We want to be able to sit here at the start of each round and go, oh, I'm not sure which way this is going to go. What needs to happen in terms of infrastructure below the Super Rugby franchise for this team to be able to get to that level? And I mean, because if, you, if you're looking, tw- if, if we're looking, say, nine months from now, a lot of us are going to be sitting here going, well, we can't necessarily things being a lot different. Yes, what I, I, look, I think I, 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 I totally understand um, some concerns and, and everyone's um, thoughts on that too. And, and I even, even myself going, am I being too harsh? Because it is only the second year. Um, we're still building. 
I know with the other teams, we had Akawaris and, and also um, Sun Wolves who, who kind of um, took a few more years before they come right. But I do think there's, there's got to be somewhere where I think, um, almost like Joy, it's, the difficult part about those teams is it's split as Pasika. Eh? So, so where do they kind of build where their base is and, and, and where do their players come from? And I think we spoke about that um, last time we were together. Or so it's really understanding is it New Zealand where they're trying to get their players from, from a junior level in terms of 20s? Or are they having to do a little bit more into Samoa and Tonga to kind of um, build the game up there with some of the local players that are coming through? Because when I, when I think about it, there's, there's definitely an area for it, as we've seen with Miracle Failangi. I, I think he's, he's been an outstanding candidate for an island player that's come across uh, from Samoa and taken his chances. Are there more of those players around? where we can kind of feed into. Yeah, but ha- how do you keep a player like that? Because, you know, we know that sometimes mm. for a lot of players, if, you know, you're aspiring to maybe be an All Black if you're here in New Zealand, it might be enough of a lure to keep you from taking the big money or Japan in the Northern Hemisphere. How do you keep players like that and therefore do what the Crusaders have done and start to build that legacy and have those franchise players that commit and, and, and you know, leave their mark and say, look, I played 10 years for Moana Pacifica? I agree. And, and, and you know what, that's, it's a, uh, it's a great question. What I, I think the biggest thing is, and we've spoken about before, is, is, is what's from the bottom, but I think there's, there's a part where the boys will need to start getting some results to hold on to these boys. If we think about um, the teams that have gone on and, and done great things within their franchises, there's got to be some success somewhere to keep these boys engaged and stay put. Another part is the resourcing as well, I think, and, and that's going to be interesting around how that unfolds because you know we know that it's still here based here in, in, in New Zealand so what is it around other revenue streams that can help build these players to maybe lure a couple of those older boys that, that, that maybe they'd be able to and really when I say older boys I'm, I'm talking to more experience where they're actually still at, at a really high level that can kind of uh, make an impact on these schools to get results. Yeah, I mean, you've talked about it, but you look at the Blues and they can pick from their NPC sides, can't they? And then you've got the Auckland Club level and you've got North Harbour there as well. And you've sort of almost like NPC is a bit of a, is almost an audition for your Super Rugby franchises. But there's no real connection or ownership, is there, other than players outside of the islands, which automatically you feel like they just pick up the scraps. So I'm going to ask you, what is the club, what, what, what is the level of grassroots rugby like in Tonga and Samoa? Do they have a club competition? Are kids playing regularly on a Saturday morning? Uh, tell us a little bit about what happens in the islands from a rugby point of view. I think rugby in the islands, is, it really starts in... Um, it starts in the level of high school, to be honest. They don't have that, that kind of low-level club, um, you know, where, where we start from five years old with Ripper Rugby. We did, I remember going back about four years ago with a New Zealand initiative to promote Ripper Rugby. So um, just to kind of get kids that were probably at the intermediate primary school level to be playing, playing um, quick rip, it was called. But it was, um, but it, that's, that's probably the hard end. There is uh, village rugby or club rugby as such in both. I think Samoa's competition is a little bit stronger. There is a competition in Tonga, but I think there's still a lot of work in that, in that structure to really gain momentum. But again, the hardest thing as well is we know that there's a lot of players that, uh, that leave the islands early to the likes of Japan and France and NRL. However, I think there's still room there that, to really build build the extra structure of the game, 
um, and really have some kind of development program back at home that kind of nurtures some of these boys to, to be able to kind of have a flow through into into the minor and, and you know the minor twenties uh, have started as well. So how can we build on that? this year with, with players from, from, from the islands to come through to that. Yeah, and also getting them to commit and then not just jumping to mm. the Crusaders the following season. W- would it take maybe some private backing to encourage players to come by, i.e., you know, hey, paying them, paying them top dollar, saying, hey, y- you know, we will pay you three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 a year for a Super Rugby season. Now, I know that the unions themselves can't do it, but private, some private backing is is that a solution potentially? Does it come down to money? It does. I mean, it's, I think we spoke about it before too. Whatever we, you know, some of these players that do get picked up as much, even even our, our two players that they were quite forceful last year have both gone overseas. Uh, Stowers and, and, and one of the other boys. So it, it does come to a point where where funding or resourcing minor um, plastic is going to be really important. It's also the you know the base like we said it there's definitely great here to have in New Zealand. I just seeing the support that they have back in um, back in Samoa. Um, I'm saying they'll get the same kind of excitement in Tonga. How do we kind of kind of build a sustainable kind of effort between Tonga and Samoa to have these boys kind of base base more there? I know that it's tough at the moment because we know the resourcing and facilities that are not up to scratch as such maybe compared to, to where Fiji's at, but it's got to kind of Come down to to a bit of that for the for, uh, for the franchise to kind of kind of find their real identity and keep going forward. Well, you've only got to go back the last thirty or forty years to see the talent that has come out of both the cunt islands. So I mean, for a lack of infrastructure, it's just incredibly scary to think what can be done if you actually put some resource and some coaching resource and some financial resource in. And I think that's been part of the problem why World Rugby and some of those home unions have been reluctant because Scotland want to hold their place on the world stage, don't they? They are terrified. They don't want to wake the sleeping giant, though. They don't. Oh, look, and we know that, you know, one of the things, like you just said then, is it's around, yes, we, we have worked with so little for so long, but I think this has got to change at some point, and we, and, but we need to make sure that we've got the right people back in the islands um, who's able to kind of work inside with, with the guys here in New Zealand, with Moana, to make sure that we actually... Honestly, kind of running that parallel, so everything's kind of aligned, and we're kind of going forward in, in this game. Because I still think there's there's massive opportunities to do so, and I, I just feel like I can feel how happy the boys are back home, but I also can feel too that the crowd are wanting more as well. They want a result, right? We want we want we want some wins under our belts to really start um, getting this team kind of being in in the, in the talks of of uh, competitions and stuff. So. Yeah, stepping something to really look look to uh, going forward. More mags, boys. More mags, boys. That's the key. More mags, boys. <laughs> I, I couldn't be me if I didn't get man up at Grimmer and at least once, Peter, with you. Hey, look, we'll take a break. It's 17 minutes away from eight. When we come back, I do just want to ask you about a potential theory that happens a lot in America and get your thoughts on that. But again, just want to um, acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Thank you for them, for their support of the show. Also, DHL, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway and you can catch all the action live on Sky Sport. Get your tickets at superrugby.com. Co.nz. So special thanks to DHL. We will get Peter too to pick his DHL um, Moana Pacifica Player of the Week and also his DHL Super Rugby Player of the Round. So we'll do that when we come back. 
dusk on the walls and the twilight are lingering. That's the man of grammar school song, produced a lot of Samoan internationals, a lot of Tongan boys over the years. Peter Alatini associated with King's College, but he appreciates the kingdom, the kingdom. <laughs> Sorry, Peter, we've got that relationship, haven't we? <laughs> we sure have, mate. Uh, sure Sir, Sir Brian Williams, come on, mate. Sir BG, he's a mags boy. He loves Sir us. Sir BG, yeah. Yeah, he's big. Sir family. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Coached there in 91 when Samoa beat Wales there at the Millennium Stadium or Carter Farms Park and the likes of Mark Burtwistle and all the rest of them. Hey, um, Peter, I was going to ask you this. So we've been talking about how we can somehow make this a bit more of a level playing field, spread mm. the resource out. You look at a Crusaders team, you look at their bench, and there's guys sitting on the bench every week that – we'd like to see playing. Do we need to uh, maybe bring in a draft system here in New Zealand rugby? How you do it, I'm not sure, but, you know, it works very effectively in the NBA. It works very effectively in the AFL in Australia. We see it in basketball. We see it in baseball in the States. That'd be interesting. I think it would be great. I think it's um, the hardest thing there is, is, is will it keep building on uh, the rugby structure of Tonga Samoa, how much will, will those players get an opportunity across the board to do that? And, and um, but no doubt that that system does work in terms of a draft, and we've seen that, like you've mentioned, in those sports. Uh, in a rugby case, um, that'll be quite interesting. I remember it wasn't so much in the first year they had a draft concept, but it wasn't like a top players. It was everyone else was in a pool that would be able to go to, to a different, um, it wasn't a franchise back then, it was just back to, to a super side. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, it would be interesting you, you to know, see. So, I, so, so, I mean, I could see the model working where, say, each franchise signs up there, say, 23 players, and then everything, every other player then goes into the pool, and then, say, Moana Pacifica finished bottom this year, so they maybe get first pick of the rest in the pool and then you sort of go round and then you you know and you might end up all having four or five additional picks but or it might be two players and that way you then start to and under that they then have to sign a three-year agreement well that's it you get definitely you'll get some consistency and you'll get you'll be able to build a team i suppose wouldn't you around around some of those players you pick um what you have what you can hold on to i suppose and and uh and yeah and, and really kind of those skill sets to fit in when, I mean, there'll definitely be an interesting one and in, in see if it works in rugby, but I mean, there's definitely sports that have done it, but across the board, I just kind of, yeah, whether, whether these guys will agree to something like that will be interesting in terms of uh, the competition. Yeah, 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 but the competition itself is starting to wane. I don't think the interest there like mm. it once was. I mean, I was just reading when the Crusaders won Super Rugby back in 98 and beat the Blues. They had 100,000 turnout yes. in the ticket tape parade. That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, yep. something has to change here. We can't just keep... You can't just keep hanging on to every single resource. Uh, I agree. It's, it's, it's about entertainment. It's about the fans, you know. Yeah, I totally get. I'm so so with you there. What even like just? I know it was only three quarters of the stadium, or maybe half, or watching that day game with Chiefs and, and the Hurricanes. But seeing that side actually packed with people was was a great side to see. And being a day game, so there, there has to be something. I, I do agree. There has to be something that changes and, and fully to get people back on board because. Um, as we're seeing in terms of crowds at the moment for most games, um, it's nowhere near as, as what it was uh, back in the day. Uh, you yourself, and I've mentioned a whole lot of players, you go back to the likes of the Frank Bunces. I mean, it's just been some wonderful, wonderful talent coming out of the islands over the years. Are we seeing 
a number of players get into coaching? Have we got a, enough role models and coaches coming through with a Pacifica background? There, there is a few that are coaching, but I think we just don't have a clear pathway uh, into teams, you know, for, for some of the coaches that are coming up. And I think there's, that's still a way where I reckon there's, there still needs to be some work in coach development. Well, I think there's not enough for um, for our for our young coaches even coming through the ranks. You know, if, if you have a look at previously, it used to be start at the club level and build your way up to try and even get into an NPC and then work your way through. Um, but at the moment, you know, you're getting players that uh, and, and good on them. They're getting players that go overseas once they come off playing and go straight into coaching. Now coach overseas for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you see them back here in the system. So. In terms of, of some of the uh, coaches coming through in the islands and stuff, we do need a lot more coach development and we do need a lot more pathways for them to actually go through uh, to coach at a high level. Eight minutes away, we are talking all things to do with Moana Pacifica. This is called Moana Flair, or Pacifica Flair, I should say. Um, okay, Peter, so your DHL rugby player of the round from the Moana Pacifica team? I'll have to go to the local boy, Miracle Failoni. I thought he was outstanding um, on Friday. Uh, he's um, He does range, but, it, you know, he does a lot of good work when he's inside as well. Very, very athletic, and I thought um, just just his, uh, his ability to get in position. Um, scored two great tries from backing up and, and just staying in place. So he's my player. I love the name. I love the name. Great, na- great name to commentate. You could have a lot of fun with that in a really <laughs> respectful way. Okay, your DHL player of the actual Super Rugby round and three of the top teams weren't in action this week, so I'm not actually sure how much of it you watched. <laughs> no, no, I just watched that game, but I did turn over and uh, caught a bit of the um, the Hurricanes and the Chiefs game, and I was really impressed again. I'm, I'm impressed with D-Mac. I think Damian McKenzie is uh, really on mm. form in, in, in terms of the games he's playing. I love, actually love watching yeah. Watching the way he's playing, he's kind of veering it up, going across mm. in his kicking game and scoring tries when he needs to. He's he's just on top of the game at the moment. Yeah, he'd probably make the bench for the Mags first fifteen this year, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> we won't talk about that, Peter. We won't talk about that. Hey, I'm um, just quickly. Well, you play the first time a fullback, Otto. Yeah. Up to you. Hey, um, just j- just quickly. So this weekend you got the bye. That'll come at probably the right time. Just give the boys a chance just to sort of freshen up mentally, which I sort of sense because of their inexperience, because of the intensity of this, just in your second year, that has been a big issue, just learning to have to play at this level every week. This break probably comes at the right time. Absolutely. And I think I'm hoping because, you know, a few of them um, stayed on in Samoa to to, to reconnect with their families, some that have been there for their first time, um, to freshen up. I hope, I hope they take some of that stuff from, from, from Samoa and, and, and kind of, especially the Samoa boys, and then really kind of, like you said, freshen up, but really kind of come back at another level to, to finish strong in the remaining games. Because, um, yes, it is, I think we've always said around, it's a weekend, week out battle that you have to get up for. And, and that's, the, that's the part where I think um, there's some players in key positions that, uh, that lag that, but I think. Yeah, the guys like I keep saying, they're consistent, have standards to really understand that and are prepping themselves and are playing well week in, week out. Peter Alatini, it's been an absolute privilege as always, mate. Love the honesty. Good discussion. Always a pleasure, Otto. Thank you so much, my man's brother. Yeah, my king's brother. <laughs> I'll see you later in the year. Okay, Peter. Cheers, Thank you very much. Thank you. There you go. Uh, good man, Peter Alatini, should be coaching. Should be coaching. Future Moana Pacifica coach. He knows it too. He knows it too. There you go. Now, I travelled up to Fiji with Peter a few years ago. Top man. Good guy.
really good. He was coaching Pakaranga at the time. Mighty Pakaranga. Okay, so there we go. Four minutes away from 8 o'clock. Between 8 and 9, we'll open the lines on 0800 150 811. Special thanks to DHL. Special thanks to the Chemist Warehouse.